Hello there, everyone. Welcome to our Digital Nomad Mastery Virtual Summit, day number four. We've had an incredible first three days, all about setting the foundation. And uh, basically, we've been using this uh, system called the seven P's to travel the world. And I'm going to quickly uh, go through those ones with you. Uh, so the first is to preparation and planning, where you uh, figure out how to uh, switch from traditional work to digital work to remote work, uh, how to uh, take your dream and then go, go from dreaming to actually doing, and then how to find both non-digital jobs and digital jobs in the road. Uh, we've covered the first five steps to actually get yourself out on the road. Uh, and then, um, so it's preparation planning, and then we actually went into uh, positioning. So how do you position yourself as an authority online? How do you develop your online brand? Uh, for the next four days, we're gonna be talking about productivity. We're gonna be talking about uh, products, uh, such as uh, you know what, what Scott and me are gonna be talking about today, products and promotion. And uh, we're gonna be talking about profits, 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 how to sustain your travel so you don't run out of money and end up having to go back home. And we're gonna be obviously talking about passive income as well, uh, which uh, this uh, you know segment's uh, gonna be covering in much more detail. And uh, actually, uh, on this particular segment, I wanted to uh, quickly give a shout out to all of our American uh, friends today. It's actually American Thanksgiving, so no matter where you're in the world, uh, you know, it's, it's, still great for, it's still important to be grateful and thankful no matter where. I'm actually here in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and uh, super grateful for the opportunity to be traveling around the world with our family in, uh, in, in South America here. And as of next week, we'll have done every single country, country in South America once we hit Uruguay next week. Uh, and actually, uh, while we've been traveling, we've been working uh, quite actively. And, uh, you know, one of my good buddies and I, we've been actually working on several different projects as we've been traveling. And uh, it's such a pleasure and honor to invite him on the summit and especially on the segment here today. His name is Scott Patton. And Scott and me, we've actually started a few different projects this year, including our podcast. We're actually uh, up to now 320 episodes. So uh, if you haven't subscribed to that one, make sure you check that one out. And also, we've been actually recording uh, online courses on the go uh, while we've been here in South America. I think I started when I was in Brazil. Then we did some when we were in the Guyanas and Trinidad and then in Colombia and then Ecuador. And Scott's been actually traveling around Europe, and he's been recording courses with me. So we've been tag teaming there, recording online courses. And now, uh, here I am in uh, Buenos Aires, Argentina. And a, a little cool thing about today as well is that we actually have on, the, on these live streams guests from five different continents. Pretty amazing that uh, we're able to get them on from different cities and countries and continents and time zones, and they're all live. So uh, if you're watching this one live, you can ask you uh, questions and comments, and I'm going to uh, uh, check those uh, periodically and uh, uh, hopefully uh, get some questions over there, Scott and the other guests today as well. Uh, so myself, I'm here in South America. Daniel, our, our guest in a couple hours, is actually in North America. Monique, our next guest, is actually in uh, Europe, in Albania. And then uh, Scott is actually in uh, Africa. And then our final guest today is actually in Asia, Thailand. So pretty phenomenal. And uh, Scott is actually representing Africa because uh, we don't have any other digital nomads in Africa who's actually on this particular um, um, summit. Uh, so super grateful to have Scott on here. Um, so Scott, uh, you know, it's always a joy and a pleasure to connect with you, my friend. Uh, welcome to the summit. And uh, maybe uh, quickly share a little bit about uh, where have your travels taken you to bring you over there to beautiful Tunisia, Africa. <laughs> well, thank you, Ricky. I'm just delighted to be here. And, and it's really kind of funny when, uh, if you'd have told me that I'm going to be representing Africa at any point in my life, I would have just been howling with laughter because, of course, my hair in Germany and I'm as white as a white can be. And if I get out in the sun, I just burn. So uh, I don't know how good a representative I will be of the Africans, but I will do my best. I promise that. And uh, it was really quite interesting because it was almost a year ago that you left Vancouver. We know each other from Vancouver. We both lived there and we hung out together. And you went east, west, sorry, you went west to Asia and I went east to Europe. And I've spent the last 10, uh, almost 11 months, I think it is 11 months, uh, Basically in Morocco and then a lot of quite a few countries in Europe, I won't uh, get into them in great detail, a lot of time in the Balkans, or sorry, in, uh, I think it's the Balkans, well, basically Greece and north of Greece and Turkey, that area, the, the Ukraine and uh, Poland, I just love Bulgaria, Romania, Macedonia, shout out to everybody that I know there, and uh, uh I had an invitation to come to Tunis because there's a new co-working space starting up called Sailor's Desk and they wanted to do 
a, an event for young Tunisians, entrepreneurs. And so they asked myself and a yoga instructor from Houston, Texas, and an Italian nomad, a digital nomad, to come and uh, teach them uh, about internet marketing and a little bit of yoga. And so we just had a great time, and that was on the island of Kirkenan, which is south of Tunisia, about uh, about a three-hour train ride, and then it's an hour on a boat. So we were in the middle of nowhere, and I must tell you that the African night sky is absolutely amazing. The, sky, the stars are so clear and crisp. It was just like you could reach out and and uh, pick them out of the sky. It was amazing, and it was a phenomenal experience. So learned that uh, Luke Skywalker grew up just in the south of Tunis. Tatooine is the only place that is a fictional planet named after and and uh, the filming of it was done in a real place called Tatooine. Tat Tatooine. So uh, once I found that out I just had to uh, go there so on in about three days I'm going to be taking the train south and into the Sahara, and I'm going to be looking for uh, those guys that were all wrapped up in clothes and and uh, and Luke. So if I find him, I will let you know. Last time I heard, he's actually off uh, the coast of uh, Ireland, uh, training uh, Ray, uh, Ray, uh, Daisy, or Ray, right? Uh, Ray, yeah. Ray, no, no, Daisy Ridley, uh, Ray, uh, for the upcoming uh, new Star Wars coming up in December fifteenth. Uh, but yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen those pictures of uh, the Tunisia and uh, of uh, uh, the camp where Luke uh, was uh, growing up, and actually the the two uh, moons. So make sure you check out those two moons when you're over there as well. <laughs> right. So, uh, on this particular segment, we're going to be uh, doing a much deeper dive. Obviously, we can uh, find out a lot more about uh, Scott's travel, but I definitely encourage you to follow him along on his social media. He's posting uh, quite frequently on there and uh, some phenomenal pictures about all the people he's meeting and all the fun and uh, joyous experiences he's having. Uh, but on this particular segment, we definitely want to give you some, not just meat and potatoes, but turkey, because it is Thanksgiving. So, we're going to give you some, uh, some uh, real uh, great turkey to chew on. And uh, we're going to give you some great tips on how you create online, not just one online course, but multiple online courses to create that passive location-free revenue. And, uh, you know, the, the beautiful thing about uh, Udemy and, uh, you know, online platforms is you can actually create the course once and then uh, you basically uh, almost forget about it to some degree. And then, uh, you know, like uh, this is the cool thing about what, what me and Scott have created. We, we have four together, but Scott actually has several dozen more. But uh, every month uh, I get a notification on my PayPal that Udemy's paid me and I've forgotten all about it and all of a sudden, boom, it's payday from Udemy. So that's always a great day because it's so unexpected and it's a great little bonus coming into my bank account every month. Uh, so Scott's actually been a prolific Udemy creator. And uh, you know, uh, before we get into how you can create one, I want to hear a little bit about how you got into Udemy and how many courses that you do uh, and how long have you been doing it, Scott? To, uh... January 2015, I launched my first course. My background, as you know, is teaching podcasting, putting out podcasts. If you put my name into iTunes and you look at the podcast results, you'll see 30 or 40 different podcasts that I've done. I started podcasting in 2005. So it was a natural, uh, being an expert in it, uh, to do a course on podcasting, and that's what I did. And uh, I was inspired by a mutual friend of ours, Earl Flutama, he he said, and you know Earl, like he is just so on fire and excited all the time. And he just grabbed me by the scuff of the neck and he said, Scott, you have to do a video course. And I said, well, I got this kind of like tutorial thing in PDF for him. He said, no, no, it has to be video. And so I uh, immediately booked a flight for Machu Picchu, spent six weeks in Central and South America. And as I was doing my travels, I planned out my course. And when I got to Machu Picchu, I thought, you know, I've been talking about this for, you know, 15 plus years. I know it. All I have to do is decide what I'm going to talk about in this section. And I can do an introduction with Machu Picchu in the background. And that's what I did. I had the selfie stick and I walked around and I just talked about in this section, you're going to learn about, you know, iTunes and, and blah, 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 and whatever it was and for five or 10 minutes, no problem. And it just made for a really interesting beginning to each section of the course, which is which was my goal. And then when I got home, I did all the drudgery work with the screen shares and everything else. But I didn't want to spend any time managing hosting or looking after the hosting of the videos. I knew that was a pain in the butt. 
And so I looked at Udemy and I thought, oh, this might be a good way to do it. I tried to sign up and to my amazement, I had actually signed up a year earlier, looked at it and ignored <laughs> it. So I just, you know, if you think I'm a genius, no, if I was a genius, I would have been in it a year earlier. But uh, I started looking at the different courses and I thought, wow, like these people have 2,000, 10,000, 100,000 students. Courses are two hundred dollars. Like that's a lot of you know. Do the math. That's a lot of money. So I started telling my uh, clients and my friends and my coworkers, anyone that would listen about this thing, and all of them said kind of the same thing, which was, "Well, that's really good, but I don't know how to make a course." And I thought, "Well, I know how to make a course. I can make it with you." And so I became this executive producer for online video courses, and. Uh, just want to give you kind of an update on where Udemy is right now. There's a number of platforms you can use besides Udemy, Skillshare, Skill Success, Amazing.com are, are some of them. Uh, no one has quite the reach or the marketing ability that I've seen from Udemy. One of the nice things about them is they actually sell the courses. Teachable and Zen Learn and a lot of the other ones you can put them up, but they're not going to help you sell. And most people, when they're an expert in something, it usually means they're not an expert in selling. So if you've got some partner that can go and do all the selling for you, then life is good. If you've got to sell it yourself, then it can be a bit difficult. So uh, I started, Udemy had about 4 million students. And evidently today, I'm just looking at uh, on their blog. So I think it's about a year old, but they had 11 million global learners. And the interesting thing about it is 49% of them are millennials and 39% are Generation X, and only 8% are baby boomers. You would expect that people that are 55 or older are probably a little less concerned about learning things, but also the millennials and the Generation X, they don't have, like when I worked for a large multi, they had a training department. And of course, most companies have gotten rid of their training department, and so what do they do? Well, they go to places like Udemy, and they try to get their training there. So, um, so there's 11 million lunar, le <laughs> learners, uh, millennials, and Generation X are the majority of them. The main topics are software development. There's 13 million uh, students doing that. Uh, by, by the way, there's over 40,000 courses on Udemy. And uh, about 70% are on uh, business type courses for professionals and 30% are personal development courses. So there's about 8 million students taking business. There's 5 million taking marketing. There's 5, 4.5 taking design. And there's 4 million taking uh, personal development. So that really, uh, you know, kind of gives you an idea of the, you know, it's pretty broad. I think that as uh, Udemy grows and matures, and becomes more like the internet, we're going to see more personal development type stuff, more relationship type stuff, because relationships, weight loss are huge, uh, you know, and of course, selling products are, is huge too. But web development seems to be the largest area for programming, mobile apps, entrepreneurship, social media marketing, uh, those are uh, business, those are pretty much the, uh, the top categories. The most popular day for people to learn is Wednesday, However, Monday to Thursday, is two per, there's a 2% difference. So those are the big days. The worst day is Saturday. So uh, those are things to keep in mind. Across the United States, uh, development courses are huge on the West Coast, where Silicon Valley and Seattle are, which you'd expect. And uh, productivity courses are pretty big in the New York area, which, again, is something that you would sort of expect. Um, so that kind of gives you an overview of Udemy. And so I'm going any, anything you want to add to that, Ricky, before we continue? I actually want to know, how did you record so many courses in such a short time period? Uh, pretty phenomenal rate. What are you up to in terms of number of courses, and how did you get that many done so fast? I think I'm at 81. I might be just at 80. I'm... Uh, the, what happened was I told you that I told a bunch of my clients. And of course, my excitement and my relationship with my clients meant they were all excited and they wanted to do it too. And very quickly, I had five courses recorded but not edited. And then I realized that if these were depending on me to do the editing, it would take like five years to get them done. So 
I, I outsourced what I, you cannot do everything yourself. If you're the expert in a certain field, there are certain things you just need to have people either partnering with you or outsourcing to get, to get it done. Otherwise not going to happen. And I, uh, of course, I'm, my background has nothing to do with video production. I have no TV training. I have no radio training. I have no video training. I have, you know, I have no speaker training. I have no teaching training, although I have been teaching for almost 20 years. So I have no formal training in any of this formal training in business management and commerce. Uh, so in my, uh, in my mind, of course, I had done my own video editing and I thought I was a pretty video editor. Uh, so, you know, it just shook me that I would actually give this task up, but I did. And the lady that I got to do it is probably five times better at it than I am. Like she just creates works of art out of the raw material that I give her. And everybody that, uh, that works with me, they just all comment like, oh my, I can't believe how good that video, the video is, you know, cause she has stuff flowing in and flowing out and going up and going down and pictures and everything else. So that was, the, that was one part of the secret was outsourcing the most time intensive, least uh, uh, profit making task, which was video editing. And most of the time, like, I just want to make this back up for just a second. Like I do a lot of like Google Hangouts and they're an hour long. And then I edit them. And the editing takes like less because I basically cut off the ends make sure that there's no big flubs, add a couple images here or there or a lower third, and I'm done. Like, and I can do that really, really fast, right? And so when I was in Medellin two years ago, I was staying at this, uh, this place that had uh, other people's professional staying, and there was a guy who was actually doing a Red Bull video. And they had come down to Medellin, and there was an armless that they had spent a day filming. And... And this guy was making a so, okay? So I asked him, I says, like, how long does this take you? And he says, well, I'll start to finish 80 hours <laughs> for, for six minutes. And I'm going, oh, great. I could never do that. You know, it takes me 50 minutes to do an hour video. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. So obviously, there are different types of editors, different types of videos, and the type I do in Udemy is one face or two faces talking, and then uh, and then it's done, right? So I have created this system whereby in three hours you can have an hour to ninety minute video course done. Of production of everybody involved is far more than three hours, but I thought you know most experts are really busy. They don't want to spend, you know, 12 hour days for six months trying to make their course. They just want to like get on, have someone record them, get off and then, you know, look at the finished product to make sure that it's, you know, it's not going to make them look bad sort of thing. And, and so that's what we did was we figured out this plan that would pull out the information required for me to set up the course to do everything I needed to do and just call them on Skype or we even did Google Hangouts and record that. Then I would take the recording, send it off to Sherry. Sherry would record it, upload it when it was all done and it was ready to go. I would just talk to the, uh, my partner and just say, watch it. If there's anything you need, you know, needs changing, great, you know, we'll change it. And it's kind of funny because uh, I'm golfing and uh, the person speaking, when she was talking about putting, uh, the video editor thought she said pinging. So across Every time she said, we go across. The... <laughs> so, you know, we changed that really quickly, but it was, it was pretty fun. <laughs> so the odd time things like that happen is basically that I can do three or four courses, you know, on a part-time basis, full-time hours uh, a month. And, and, oh, you know, it's been three years and I'm, I'm, I'm closing in on that 90 to a hundred mark when you're doing that many. And, and, uh, I'm pretty pleased with it. To me, I love to learn, and I also love to help people share what they have to share in the world. One thing that I really want to say that's important, if you're doing YouTube videos, that you get paid from patron or someone's clicking on a link or something and you get AdSense, you don't actually make any money from your YouTube video. It's just up 
there. It's free. Watching it, don't pay. And then you may end up falling into the trap of thinking, I put this up on YouTube, nobody will pay for it. Now, Udemy does not on its platform free all the free videos that you have in YouTube because obviously if you can get it free someplace else, they're going to look bad if they're trying to sell it. But if you have the skills for doing YouTube videos, then you have the skills for doing Udemy courses. And you think different than not necessarily a different topic but a different video than the videos that you're putting up on YouTube and then Udemy will sell it. We, we fall into this trap of thinking that everybody and the fact of the matter is is a lot of people don't care if it's ten dollars or two hundred dollars or not free they're just they're happy to pay for it or they have a business employees and the business will pay for it so it's free for them and the business pays so who cares. Uh, so I really want to encourage those of you who have strong, uh, popular YouTube channels to consider strongly. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I know a lady who likes to make sourdough bread. So she has a YouTube channel where she teaches how to make sourdough bread and decided that she would do a YouTube course on making sourdough bread. And I can't imagine anything less seed than how to make sourdough bread, how to bake sourdough bread. It just like, give me a break, right? Well, she's made $30,000 in 18 months from those courses and she has four courses, okay, four courses. She has another one on something else that's not related to it, but three of those courses are on sourdough bread. So I don't know how they can be different, right? But sourdough bread evidently is not just sourdough bread. And one of the people that I, you know, when she, when she was, we were talking about this, I said, well, like, where did those people come from? Because I'm pretty sure that, you know, there's four people in Udemy out of 11 million that are interested in sourdough bread baking. And she said, well, actually, I just posted it on my YouTube channel. And a lot of my community moved over and took the courses in, in, uh, in Udemy. Or, sorry, my YouTube community went over to, to Udemy. And one thing that you have to remember, too, is and it's like, you know what? I've been watching you how to make sourdough bread for three years. You've been really helpful. You answer all my questions on YouTube. Now you've got a course. Of course, I'm going to buy it and help you. And oftentimes we have a mentality that says, well, these people are all getting this for free. There's no way that they would ever buy it. But no, they want to support you. And so if you are doing that, don't let that stop you from going on Udemy. If you don't have a presence on YouTube, then you're in the perfect position because is your marketers, they will sell your courses. So if you're starting off with zero, then Udemy is a great place to go because they can uh, they can actually get you some customers. And we're right in the middle, right? We're right in the middle of Black Friday as we're talking. Tomorrow's Black Friday, and that's a big sales day for Udemy. And if you're set for Black Friday, then you'll usually see a spike in your sales and, and feel really good about yourself because you know, instead of whatever it is, it's going to be a lot more, and it's, it's excellent. So uh, that's, yeah. So I'm going to stop for a second and take a breath. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, Scott and me, we can uh, talk a mile a minute, and uh, that's why we're good at course creation, because we can talk, 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 talk. And, uh, you know, I just want to follow up on a couple of points that Scott made there. Uh, we talked uh, yesterday on the summit all about positioning. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people have this question, like, should I share uh, just the little teaser of my good stuff and then get people to buy the good stuff on all my courses and stuff like that? Or should I still share all my good stuff and then hope that people buy it? And uh, typically what I found uh, most experts say is share everything, share your heart with people because when they, when, when you start sharing and adding value and, uh, you know, uh, serving others, they're going to, you know, you're going to, you're positioning yourself as an expert. You're going to see how much you know. And if you're giving all this stuff away for free, how much better will be all your paid stuff? So that, that, that would be my one big tip there. Um, uh, also, your co uh, point about the YouTube, uh, I, I'm actually a prolific YouTuber as well. I've been uh, YouTubing, uh, video blogging since about 2008. Now my channel is at about three, over 3 million as of this month. And, uh, you know, over 3,000 subscribers and over a few thousand videos on there. Just because I, uh, back in Vancouver, for those of you who don't know, I used to run a lot of events. And all my events, I used to put it up there. And it was all free content. And then, uh, you know, if, uh, people started asking me, like, okay, do you have any paid content? I'm like, no, I'm just putting it all on YouTube. 
So then I actually started doing um, online courses and membership sites a few years ago. And I, I actually use one of those other platforms that Scott mentioned. And uh, the difficult thing about using the other platform is that uh, uh, it was a great course, uh, you know, and I, I put it up there. But I was 100% responsible for, mar for marketing it. And unless I marketed it, no one was going to buy. And, uh, you know, it did well at the beginning. But there's only so many times you can say, buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. And people are going to get bored and move elsewhere, right? Uh, you don't want to be a spammer on social. Um, so the good thing about Udemy is this whole passive residual uh, element and the fact that they are actually the ones marketing for you. And, you know, uh, Scott gave some amazing stats at the beginning all about how Udemy is uh, the biggest online, um, uh, you know, educational marketplace in the world. So we're going to do a much deeper dive into how you, as a Summit viewer, can actually get your own course up on Udemy. Uh, so, you know, obviously, we have, uh, there's a whole bunch of other platforms, but uh, Udemy is the biggest one. It's all, also one of the only ones that will actually do the marketing for you. Uh, so what would you say are the first steps for people who want to actually start and create uh, their own Udemy course, Scott? Well, the first thing is decide on your topic. And uh, uh, once you've decided on your topic, I'll tell you something that really breaks my heart, and that is... Uh, oftentimes, like there's a bunch of uh, Facebook groups for Udemy, you know, you know I would join them, join Udemy, take some courses. If you've never done video courses, get a feel for what the platform is like, you know, students perspective, and, and then how you can, you can communicate with your students and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but often every three or four months, there's somebody in one of the Facebook groups that posts, I just did a 10 hour course on this topic. I work 12 hour days for six months and it's been live now for two weeks and I have three sales. And, I, and you can just feel the tears running down their cheeks, right? And anyone who does marketing will tell you you need to do market research. And the easiest way to do market research is to put out a small uh, something and see if people like it. And if they like it, then you put out more of that. So Udemy has this has certain standards, one of which is 30 minutes of video is the minimum. I think 30 minutes of video is kind of like, uh, yeah, it's not enough. I think an hour to an hour and a half is, is a good course. Like most people, when they want to take something, they figure it's going to be an hour or two hours course. And then if you get into a master class, it can be 10 hours or 20 hours. So the way I work with, with the, my partners is that we do a 60 to 90 minute course. And what that means is, is that they can take 20 minutes to, uh, you know, kind of come up with the main topics that they want to talk about. I can then massage that into a, a proper flow, right? So that it builds in. A lot of people who don't do video courses and just talk in front of a group uh, have class. Like I've been working with a lot of yoga instructors, right? And they love working with me because they have no structure to their training. They just go into a room, there's 10 people there, they sit down and they start talking. Because it's coming from the right side of the brain, the right side of the brain, <laughs> they don't remember anything that they said. And there's and they, so they have no structure, they have no memory, nobody records it, and they have no clue what they said or did. And But everybody loves it, right? Because it's live and it's interactive. So what I did is I forced them to put a structure in place and write it all out. And the result was, is they were all saying, oh my God, I can't believe how, how, you know, how much more organized I feel and more confident I feel because now I know what I'm doing when I go and I teach my course. And we had a video course. So it's really important that, uh, you know, that we just take an hour. Most people can talk on their topic for an hour and you have five or 10 minutes introduction. You have five or 10 minutes summary. Now you're at an hour and a half. It took you maybe two hours to record all of that. So now we edit it, we put it up, and it's done. So the, the key is to think about what topics you, what your main topic is, break that into subtopics and maybe sub-subtopics. And then Udemy likes two to seven minutes. That's a sweet spot for lengths of videos. You can go up to a maximum of 20 minutes, but two to seven is the sweet spot. So that makes it even easier because you have your list you know you're going to talk for around five minutes on each topic. You just have to think of that one topic that you're talking about. You don't have to think about everything for an hour and a half. In front of a live audience, you, you, know, you have to have everything in your head for the next hour and a half. Well, when you're recording, you just have to think about the next five minutes. 
that makes it really easy because you just focus on that one topic, think about it for a couple minutes, start talking about it because you're the expert, you know, and, and then you're done. Great, great uh, tips for starting out. Uh, you know, one of the reasons I think that a lot of people don't start out is the fear, uh, because they uh, maybe they're not as confident talking on camera. Uh, they, they might just not know what to expect. They're afraid of judgment, uh, rejection. Uh, so maybe you can touch on the whole confidence element and the fear element and how to overcome those fears when you're talking on camera. That's great. That's a great point. Yes, you're going to be judged. Yes, you're going to be rejected. Yes, you're going to have one-star reviews. And yes, you're going to have refunds. So it's active life. Get over it. <laughs> okay. There's nothing else you can do about it. The other thing is you need to start. And it's interesting when you, you're absolutely right. Like starting is one of the most difficult things. And that's one of the reasons why actually it's one, it's the main reason why I uh, have 80 plus courses is because start either. I'm the same. So what I did is I got someone like Ricky and I said, Ricky, let's do a course together. And he said, okay. And then we came up with the outline. And then we said, nine o'clock on Friday, we're going to meet and record. So nine o'clock on Friday, guess what? Ricky shows up, Scott shows up, we record, we're done. That's the way it works with somebody who's either working with you or is your co-instructor. The way Scott works is he gets his calendar out, nine o'clock, going to record. I have everything done. I know what I'm going to be talking about. Nine 8.55 rolls around. I look outside. It's sunny. It's a nice day. Oh, man. You know, I should go sit on the beach. I should go for a walk. I need to go and do this. And it never gets done. I have made two courses by myself. <laughs> And I think sometimes if I could, if I just did myself, I would have made twice as much money because I wouldn't have to split it with you, Ricky. But I would rather do 10 courses with Ricky than zero courses by myself. And so, <laughs> so it's really important that you take the first step. So I was, as you said, I'm in Tunis and I was in Tunisia. Sorry, I keep saying Tunis, which is the capital. And I was down a little island called Kirkenen, which is about... Uh, three hours south of Tunis and an hour uh, boat ride. About eight, well, it was eight Tunisian entrepreneurs. And one of the things we got talking about was video. I gave them some homework and I said, and I knew as soon as I said it, that it would never get done. And that was pull out your camera, do a short video. Because the easiest way to promote yourself is to make a video, put it on YouTube, put a couple of keywords in, and just keep doing that. I mean, if you did nothing but that over a year and you had a couple hundred videos up, then you'd be way ahead of your competition. But uh, I looked at them all and I thought, oh, yeah, like nobody here is actually going to do it. You'll all say you will, but nobody will because it's like the first one is really hard. It's the hardest thing to do the first time. Second time is easier. Third time is easier. Tenth time, hundredth time, you don't even think about it. So I told them all, pull out your cameras, reverse the thing, push record. And I had them all sitting in a group, all talking at the same time. So nobody could hear anything. I said, this is going to be the worst video ever. We're just going to get it out of the way. And so they did. And then we had a Facebook group made up. And I said, OK, so once a week, you just make a video. And I don't care what you talk about. You can talk about your business. You can talk about this. doesn't matter. The point is you're going to get into the habit of making a video a week. And you're all going to post. And you're all going to comment on each other's posts and encourage each other, support each other. And you're going to hold each other accountable. Like, oh, Ahmed, we haven't seen your video this week. Right? And of course, they're they're, and they're doing like there was three people today that posted and, I, and me I was the fourth I posted and uh, and what was really funny was and this is when you know that you are actually a really good you're on your way to becoming a really good videographer one of them somehow had no sound <laughs> so so I posted that you are on your way like that's you're not a real videographer until you have at least one video where somehow you didn't record the sound and i told them i've done that like on five occasions so <laughs> at least five occasions and and they had a lot of fun with it so wind up your question ricky 
you need to decide on your topic. You need to decide on the subtopic. It's kind of like the title of the book and the chapters in the book. And then you need to sit down and you need to record it. And the easiest way to do it is to do it with somebody because not because you're, you're incompetent, it's because our mind is so sabotaging and it's going to say, you're going to look at it and you're going to hate it. And the last person that should be judging your video is you. I, because I did an interview with the sailor's desk uh, leaders and, and then, so there was me and the two of them and I'm editing this and I'm going, oh man, you know, this look awful. <laughs> and, and of course I'm going, oh yeah, thank you very much for sharing. That's that part that's hypersensitive and hypercritical that looks at every little detail, right? And so you need to take it to someone that you trust and, and say, look at this and not even really ask for constructive criticism. Just say, is it okay for constructive criticism? We're going to get lost. And that's not the point. The point is, I really think this is bad. What do you think? And you will improve over time. So uh, three years ago, I had made, well, actually four years ago, I had made an iPhone app for a therapist. And so when I found out about Udemy and was getting on this kick, I called her. I thought, this is great. You, you can talk about all these like therapy type things and obesity and psych stuff, whatever. And, and we can make these courses. And she agreed. And what was interesting is, is that she had spent 30 years in a small office, one-on-one. -on -one. And here's Scott asking her to talk to thousands and hundreds of thousands of people you know, online. And over the last three years, she has really grown a lot to the point where TV station was having a thing on, you know, you're, it's winter and the winter blues, blah, blah, blah. And so a friend of hers knew that people at the TV station said, you need to talk to Joan. She can do blah, blah, blah about all this stuff. And so she ended up being on a 30-second or one-minute news clip on the local news, right? You cannot buy that type of credibility. And then she has this big conference, and nobody in her area of expertise has ever been on their stage. And so she shows them all these courses. She shows them she's taught ten, tens of thousands of students. There's all these great reviews. They, they love the course. They say, yes come and talk on a, at our conference next year. All of these other benefits from being out there that she would never have got if she had just stayed in her nice, safe little office and not done the courses. So it's not just about doing the courses and making a fortune. There's 40,000 instructors on Udemy. There are instructors that make 100,000. There are instructors that make 500,000. And there are instructors that make a million dollars a year on Udemy. However, in the tens or hundreds, it's not in the 20, it's not all 20,000 of us. So there has to be things on the back end that you want to accomplish as well. Awesome. Uh, yes, yeah, definitely some great tips there, uh, Scott. You mentioned, uh, you know, uh, one of the other fears might be the editing thing. Uh, I know with you, you end up, uh, I know you do some for yourself, but you also outsource some of it. Uh, what would you say for people who are, uh, you know, uh, maybe uh, don't have the budget to outsource and they want to do it themselves? Uh, what amount of editing do you need? Is it okay if you just do the talking head kind of videos? Or do you need these fancy graphics like the, the lower third or graphics popping in and out? And also, uh, what are the editing software or tools you would recommend using? Right. Well, the first thing, Ricky, and that's a great question, garbage in, garbage out. A good camera. Now, you can, most of us do everything on our computer. We have a laptop. Usually, the laptop camera is not good enough. So Logitech 920 HD or 930 HD, Best Buy, get it. It's $90, and it's the best investment that you'll make. The second thing is sound. Sound is actually more important than video. So a really good choice would be the Blue Yeti. I also had the Blue Snowball. And what you'll find as you're doing this is you'll be listening to people and talking to them and like, what microphone do you use? 
you sound really good and then you want to buy it and Christmas comes and Black Friday comes and you find every year you're buying yourself a new microphone. <laughs> That's what happened to me. I had no, I had one microphone and then, you know, like the next day I looked and I had like 10, right? Although it was like two or three or four years went by. So uh, I would recommend a Blue Yeti as a really good microphone to get or a lavalier, either one of those. Then you want to make sure that you have a, a room where the sound quality, the acoustics are good, so they're not bouncing off. There's probably a little bit of echo here if you're listening to me. So that's put up blankets or you can put up pillows around you, uh, that sort of thing that will muffle the, the echo. And, th and those are the two biggest things. So if you don't have bad sound and you have good quality video going in, the rest is easy. Uh, when you push the record button, what I do is I go, this is section one, lecture one, introduction, and then I go five, four, three, and silently count two, one to myself, and I have a nice quiet break, and then I start talking. And I know what I'm going to say, and you get better and better at this, right? Because uh, if you're not very good at it in the beginning and you do a lot of ums, ahs, oh, I forgot what I was going to say, those sort of things, and then you have to edit it yourself, you're going to be saying, like, I'm just going to say it right the first time because this is a pain in the butt. And... Uh, usually, and then and then you just so you just clop, click off the end, each end, right? Because obviously, when you're done, you're going to reach over and push the button, and uh, and you don't want to have that there. Basically, end up having this two to five minutes, ten minutes, where you're just talking about. I mean, it could be longer, but if it's longer, it's because you're excited and you're enthusiastic, and you're talking about all this stuff, and and that you lose the track of the time, right? It's not because you're oh, thinking like, oh, what should I be talking about? I don't know, right? So uh, then that's it. And if you just learn to put a lower third in with like your name uh, and a little byline or something, I'm called the Dean of Ergonomics and Pedology or, you know, something like that. It's really kind of cool. And so that's the way, that's the way you would do it. Movie on the Mac and Movie Maker on the PC are free. So they're good enough. 720 is the HD that you want. 1080 is, is too high at this point because a lot of people are outside of North America and Europe. So their internet connections are a little bit slower or, or harder or harsher or whatever, like we experience in Africa and South America, right? <laughs> yes, so, we do. We do. So you don't have to worry about having the, you know, 4K or anything like that. I'm, I'm actually totally scared about doing 4K because I just think my poor little computer will just stop, right? <laughs> so so awesome. that's it. Good microphone, good, uh, good camera, and, um, and then just do the, and do the minimum amount because at this point, if you're just doing it yourself and you want to do it yourself, then you want to make sure that you've got the least uh, amount of headaches. Now, if you're doing something like teaching Excel, then you're going to want to have screen share. So uh, ScreenFlow on the Mac is great. Camtasia on the PC is great. Uh, I would recommend, I mean, there are free alternatives, I, I think, out there somewhere. But I would say, you know, you need to spend a little bit on your business uh, if you're going to be doing this seriously. And those are two sets of software that once you've done a little bit of editing on them, they actually will do all the, you could even do that for your talking heads. They're, they're fine with that. So uh, those are my recommendations there. Yeah, so definitely some great tips there, Scott. Uh, you, you know, you're definitely a guru at this. You've done it a long time. You've learned from your mistakes. I, I, I can see that we're actually running out of time here, but I definitely want to get into the whole monetization side of things before we wrap it up here. Uh, so uh, how does it work with Udemy pricing? Uh, what would you suggest as a, you know, a starting price point? And how does it work in terms of how much does the instructor, how much does Udemy get? If you're getting affiliates, how much do they get? So maybe uh, we can end off with the whole monetization side of Udemy. Sure. Uh, Udemy will sell your courses for 10 to $15 all, pretty much all the time. They have the sales and they, have, they also have a lot of segmented stuff. Like the first time somebody comes, they'll see $10 sales. The second time they come, they'll see $15 sales. So they don't see the 10 all the time. Uh, and also if they're, they're also very good, if they show interest in JavaScript, they'll show them lots of JavaScript type stuff. And something else, they'll show them, you know, bread, they'll show them the, the bread stuff. Uh, but basically there's four ways that uh, Udemy looks at the money. 
first way is when someone goes to the Udemy website and they wander around and they pick, decide to buy something. And Udemy says, it's our site. We sold it. We get 50%. You get 50%. We're partners. The second one is uh, have this student and we have other courses, which is why it's really important to have more than one course is we can promote those other courses to our students. So we can say, okay, you bought the uh, sourdough bread course, but we've got, uh, we've got brown bread so course, so we're gonna send you a, a link to that. You get to keep 97% of that. So that's like, yay, right? Now, they have two, uh, what they would call, what I would call advertising programs. One's idiots and one's ads. So they'll do Facebook ads, uh, AdWords, they'll do uh, the pixel thing and everything else that you can think of in order to constantly have your courses in front of your potential uh, uh, students. So in that case, 50% goes to the ad, 50% goes to the affiliate or the, and the affiliate manager, which means there's 50% for you to split with Udemy. Now, the way I work with my uh, partners is Fortunately, Udemy has thought of this and, and you can have two instructors and they can split it 50-52. So in the case of the, uh, you, you know, someone finding the course on Udemy and buying it, Udemy gets 50%. Ricky, you would get 25% and I would get 25%. But the nice thing is, is that goes directly into your PayPal. So Ricky doesn't have to worry about scaling honest or short a little cash one day. Uh, it's it's not it has nothing to do with me. It just Udemy puts it in Ricky's account and it puts it in my account. It's very clean, and so we can remain friends because nobody has to worry about that, right? Now, having said that, amazing lead generation uh, process. Okay, so they just want to be an educational site and and sell courses. But if you do a really good job on your course, then you have positioned yourself as the expert and your students, they cannot do it themselves. Like 99% of the time, maybe it's not true in the, in the programming, just follow along and do it a couple times and then you're, you're good. But in pretty much anything else, they need help. They need more help. And you become the obvious expert for them to turn to. So as a lead generation, Udemy excels because here is two situations, okay? It's a course up on his website and then he goes to Facebook or he goes to Google and he says, here's some money, send some traffic. And they say, oh, no problem. We'll charge you a dollar a click. So, so 10 people click on the link, they charge Ricky $10. Look and they leave because it's not a sale. Udemy, opposite, right? They are going to say to Ricky, here's a, here is a buyer and here's 10 bucks. So they are actually paying you to have a lead. Of course, you can put a lecture that is your bonus lecture and it's basically your pitch. So if you want to know more about how to be a daddy and how to blog, then just uh, go, go here Click on the link there and uh, sign up for my uh, newsletter. And uh, by the way, underneath there, if you want some coaching, it's there's the pricing for the coaching. And if you want to join my mastermind, there's pricing for the mastermind, blah, 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 blah. Right. So they don't want you to me to turn into a sales fest pitch thing. They want you to be teaching, teaching, teaching. But if someone has gone through the whole course and then they're going to be saying, yeah, this is really cool. But, you know, I need help blogging then Ricky is the expert and they go and they see them. So we're seeing, well, the lady that I was telling you about that's the therapist, she actually was uh, consulting, coaching stuff. I don't think she can actually do like the therapy online with somebody in Pakistan <laughs> and somebody else, I think, in Poland. I'm not sure, right? So took her courses, liked what she had and said, you know what? I really need help to, to really get into this and, and actually do it. And so they reached out to her and she had had some clients. And that's so that's the way you really need to look at it. This is an hour long. This is who I am. They love you for what you're doing and they want more. And usually that's coaching, consulting, masterminds, group coaching uh, or more courses.
Awesome. Uh, definitely a wealth of info, Scott. And I know it's a, it's a massive topic and uh, we could talk about this for days on end, uh, but we d definitely have to wrap up here just because I got my next segment to jump off to. But uh, uh, to close here, Scott, I know you can work together with uh, course creators to actually, uh, you know, they can hire you for coaching and, uh, you know, you can help produce their courses, etc. cetera. Uh, so why didn't you uh, uh, share that and how people can connect with you and uh, you work together with you, Scott? Uh, sure. The easiest way to connect with me is, uh, uh, well, my email is scott at halfandmail.com, M-A-I-L.com, um, or on Facebook, Scott A. Patton is the facebook.com, Scott A. Patton. And uh, if you're interested in doing a course, you want to find out a little bit more, I don't, uh, I basically work on a partnership because this is for me a residual, fairly passive income. In other words, I am being paid on my podcasting course for three years now, and I've only added a few lectures here and there, and I've answered like 25 questions. So I really like that, and I like that in all the courses that we have. And that's my goal in doing this was to create a residual income. So I'm interested in partnering with you to do your courses. I'm not interested in, in you hiring me to coach you through the whole process because that's uh, that's not really beneficial for you and the most the best use of your money and the best use of my time uh, and I should say that we I was really excited because I hit the hundred and ten thousand student mark hundred twenty four hundred and fifty something five star reviews and wow. uh, that that was just like whoa and you see, that's huge credibility. If you put a series of courses up and you have 20,000 students in your, in your Udemy saying you have 20,000 students, the chances are that you've taught more people your topic than anybody else in the world has in the last three, four, or five years. So uh, it puts you in a very uh, uh, nice position and high credibility, which you can then use to go on stage and do lots of other things. So this is a one part of your marketing strategy. So... There you go. You, who, who can say no to passive income? You know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And, uh, you, you know, for as long as I live and for as long as Udemy is around, every month for the rest of my life, boom, I get these Udemy courses. And, you know, sometimes it's up and down. You never know how much you're going to get. But every month there's uh, something coming in. And, uh, uh, you know, like you said, uh, especially around the Black Fridays and Cyber Mondays and, uh, you know, obviously the holiday times, it definitely uh, pick up and boom up and uh, you know obviously it drives traffic back to our own uh, you know businesses and we can get more clients that way and uh, you know even when you're doing everything you're doing whether you're a professional speaker or uh, whether you're doing podcasting or blogging you know just mention in there by the way I have a course and then you start making those sales that way so uh, once again Scott enjoy your time in uh, Tunisia and Africa and I look forward to uh, helping you get to that century mark by recording more courses together we all already have four <laughs> together and we're going to be recording several more so stay tuned for those ones and uh, once again for everyone who's registered for the summit you'll be getting free access to our first course that we recorded together how to travel the free uh, world for free through things like couch surfing and house sitting and travel blogging and getting sponsors etc uh, so thanks god we'll catch up with you soon and thanks everyone for tuning in to this segment from a digital nomad mastery virtual summit uh, make sure you subscribe for updates to get all of the other sessions uh, we will catch you up on the next one happy travels